Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. You're listening to Prime Time on Money FM 89.3. I'm Rachel Kelly. Now, the flight to information region agreement between Singapore and Indonesia was on the agenda in Parliament today, with leaders of the opposition, with leader of the opposition rather, Pritam Singh, submitting questions on the statute of the FIRS should both governments fail to come to a new agreement after 25 years. Meanwhile, four bills will be introduced in Parliament, including the Gambling Regulatory Authority of Singapore Bill and the COVID-19 Temporary Measures Amendment Bill. Quite a lot to digest from Parliament today. To help us do so, we're joined on the line now by Zakia Hussain, Singapore Editor at The Straits Times. Zakia, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks. Good to be with you again. Good to have you back with us. So, Zakir, as we just read in the news headlines, physical social gambling among family and friends may soon be legalised. In other news, Transport Minister S. Iswaran said a milestone airspace deal between Singapore and Indonesia resolves a key long-standing bilateral issue. A lot to break down and understand from Parliament today. What were some of the key highlights so far for, for you? I think the key highlights, I mean, you mentioned the the gambling bill which was introduced. Mm-hmm. That'll be up for debate in the next sitting, likely after the debate on the budget. Um, we had responses on the flight information region as well. But I thought one of the um, strongest um, uh, stories to come out was sort of the assurances on um, uh, special needs education, mm-hmm. which... Um, you know, uh, I think the education and, and social and family development ministers dealt with um, uh, for quite some time at some length. Uh, and I think this was prompted by the recent murder in, of, of, of two uh, special needs uh, students in uh, Upper Bukit Timah. So although, you know, um, they didn't refer to that case, which is still yeah. very much under investigation, I think there'd been a lot of concern about, um, you know, the, the pressures uh, that parents of special needs children um, face you know, in the system. And I think we had a number of MPs ask what more can be done to support children with special needs. That's right. And Education Minister Chan Chun Singh said support is available for families caring for special needs children in each stage of their life. Did he elaborate further? Yes, I think what was striking was um, he mentioned that you had well over 27,000 students with mild special educational needs in mainstream schools. Um, and many of them are able to get along fine. They, they're supported by teachers, you know, um, allied educators, you know, if they need extra learning or behavioral support, it's there. Um, and some of them may need pull-out sessions, maybe after curriculum time. Um, at the same time, you've got a smaller number, 7,000 or so um, students, and this is about maybe 20% of students with special educational needs, maybe with moderate to severe need to attend SPED schools. Um, and you know, I think most of us don't don't um, uh, realize this, but the landscape is such that we've got about 22 special education schools okay. um, in the system, I think the other the other significant thing to note was the number of students reported uh, as having special educational needs Increased. has gone up in the past three years, a small number by about five percent, but largely due to growing awareness and early identification. And I think he did encourage um, parents to refer to, you know, maybe developmental milestones in children's mm. health booklets when they're young, take them for regular screenings so that if they need early intervention, it's provided at an early stage. Um, and sometimes if it's provided at preschool level or, or, or even, you know, at, at a ver- younger in the system, they might be helped uh, a little easier. And Zakir, we also saw an update from Senior Parliamentary Secretary for Transport, Bayam King, for commuters with special needs as well. Yes, 
That's right. And I think there's an increased awareness of such commuters in the system. Mm-hmm. And he added that you I know, think 6,300 bus drivers in right. the public transport sector are trained to identify and help any commuter with <clears throat> special needs as well. That's right. That's almost every bus driver. And... Um, you know, I think I think there have been some changes in the system. Uh, for instance, a number of commuters may have invisible needs, whether mm. it's uh, physical or medical, and they've introduced a special designed lanyard for commuters with these conditions, so that public transport workers can better identify them. We're speaking with Zakir Hussain, Singapore editor at the Straits Times. In other news, as you mentioned, Zakir. The um, parliamentary bill for gambling—we've uh, got—it's co- it's coming up. If passed, what changes could we expect to see? So this is physical social gambling among family and friends. It may soon be legalized under new laws proposed. What right. can we expect to see happen? Well, um, the bills were just published, so we've not seen the, the finer details. Mm. But I think um, what we understand is there'll be clear reg- regulations and definitions on what constitutes gambling okay. um, and what doesn't. And, and this includes, say, materials such as loot boxes and video games, mystery boxes. Um, and what's clear is that, you know, although physical social gambling was never really criminalized, mm-hmm. um, it was sort of in a vague area. And I think uh, this law spells out that, look, if you're members of the same family or if you're friends and it takes place in someone's home, that's fine. But online social gambling, that continues to be prohibited. There's also a new licensing regime for for, uh, gambling products. So, you know, lower-risk products uh, like mystery boxes, online games with elements of gambling, lucky draws, they will be regulated. You know, there'll be safeguards. So, for instance, if if you're talking about mystery boxes, uh, physical mystery boxes, prizes will be kept at $100 to ensure they don't induce um, gambling behavior. Mm. Um, The age limits will also remain. So the minimum age to gamble will be set at 21, except for, say, Singapore Pools outlets. Okay. In other news, um, Zach here, just very quickly, because we did have an update from the Health Sciences Authority that the COVID-19 vaccine developed by Novavax has been approved for individuals here aged 18 and above. Were there any updates from Parliament on the local COVID-19 situation? So there weren't any updates uh, specifically mm-hmm. today, and I suspect that could have been, um, you know, because there have been a flurry of updates mm-hmm. uh, all this while. But there was an interesting bill uh, that was introduced, and it seems that, you know, pandemic measures that were in place uh, because of COVID-19, uh, a bill was introduced to extend them by another year until uh, April 2023. Um, and I think many of us have realized it's, it's sort of just, you know, if we're about two years uh, into COVID-19, um, it I guess it's a sign that there may still be measures that even though we're, even though we're easing up, uh, there may still be a need for measures to uh, restrict or curb or impose certain restrictions. And I think uh, this extension of uh, the time frame in the law will help provide for that. And very quickly, Zakir, lastly, top leaders of the Workers' Party will be expressing their views on Parliament's COP report when the House debates it tomorrow. What's next in the Raisa Khan um, story? And do you think, uh, what do you think could happen to Pratam Singh? So I think we're still at an early stage. What's happening tomorrow is, uh, we believe, the leader of the House... Uh, Indrani Raja is likely to move a motion um, to debate the Committee of Privileges report mm-hmm. and its recommendations. I think she will summarize the report as well as, m- as make some of the key observations. Uh, there might, uh, and then, um, you know, the WP leaders, Pratam Singh, Sylvia Lim and Faisal Manap, will likely have the chance to kind of speak for themselves and, and, and make certain points uh, that ought to be made. We also expect, I think, a number of other ministers might uh, perhaps um, weigh in on the report. Mm-hmm. 
the last time a debate of this nature happened, I think, was about seven years ago in 2015, when the uh, report on the alternate Haugang Town Council finances right. was out. And, yes. and I think that, again, did put the spotlight and a bit of heat on the Workers' Party leaders as well. This time, you know, it, it does appear that the recommendations seem a bit more serious. But also, I think the, the COP had a recommendation to, for Parliament to refer uh, Pratam to the public prosecutor. We're not sure if that's going to happen in the debate tomorrow. I, I suspect that could, but we'll have to see what happens uh, tomorrow and especially what the WP leaders have to say when, right. when the debate happens. We'll all be watching that very closely. Well, Zakir, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Thank you, Rachel. <laughs> thank you. We've been speaking with Zakir Hussain, Singapore editor at The Straits Times. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.